Hey, Steve here. None of the scenarios on this show are based on actual events. Believe it or not, they're completely made up. Enjoy! Griffin. And I'm Steve. And this is Killed to Death. And it's the Improvised True Crime Podcast. Uh, and listeners, if you hear, you know, bad echo, that's because me and Steve are finally back in the same room. Yeah. Yeah. This is the first time we felt comfortable enough to be in the same room in two years. Um, this is uh, this is due to a crisis, an internet crisis. Griffin yes. cannot be at home. Uh, my internet went down about two hours ago mm-hmm. uh so i've come here steve was nice enough to allow me to come to his house yeah. i thought you could come sit on the small couch with me yes it's, it's a-, a love seat <laughs> and steve <laughs> it is we have uh been co-workers recently that's true uh we we've actually been working together at yeah. a job yeah uh that isn't just this yeah yeah, I mean, obviously, we our main source of revenue is this <laughs> lucrative podcast, but but as know, a side hustle, a bit of a side hustle, else. yeah. Uh, and we thought it inspired us to come up with a list of things you can do to make your coworkers like you, to get along with your coworkers better. Right. And we've been using these tricks on each other. And I, yeah, and I have the perfect tip for everyone who's been working for me so well. My first tip: host a podcast with them for over six years. Yeah. Uh, so probably you're going to want to do, do this with each one of your coworkers? Definitely. There's a lot of podcasts that can be hosted. There's a lot of good ideas out there. Uh, pick one sure. and host one with uh, with each of them. Two people talking about pop culture, their lives, and everything in between. Uh, <laughs> this week Actually, on... wait. Don't steal that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's actually good. good. That's actually good. But um, there, anything can be done. Even if it's already being done, just do it again and do it with uh, one of your coworkers. I believe the bare naked lady said. <laughs> Unrelated. <laughs> they were so excited. <laughs> that's when they saw y- their first album on the charts. <laughs> uh that's good uh steve my tip is now no one likes the coworker who makes like stinky food in the office <laughs> i don't know why are you laughing at that no one likes that you're person right. no one likes that you know well, i just <laughs> i didn't know what you were gonna say <laughs> he said nobody likes a coworker who makes stinky <laughs> in the office well that too that's my <laughs> other tip oh those are your two <laughs> yeah i'm locking in we're gonna circle okay. back around on that all right one. uh but i would say if you have someone else in the office who is making something that mm. smells bad in the kitchen, yep. that smell wafts and, and people don't like it. So what I have been doing yep. is when other people eat anything, I've been really overreacting and acting like their food stinks. And that way, if I do it, they think like, no, this is what I've been doing to him. Yeah. Right. So if I see someone like eating a muffin, I might be like, like, oh God, is someone eating a muffin? Oh, I'm going to puke. <laughs> That's good. That way, when I make my like loose That's stew smart. in the microwave, yeah, I'm trying to think what a st- really stinky food is that you would be eggs? my loose microwave stew. Yeah, what does that mean, loose stew? You just poured it in the microwave. Well, a lot of stews come in a pot, right? Oh, okay. So you're but, so yeah. I'm filling up the microwave and mm-hmm. I'm just letting that uh, letting it simmer letting in it there. Spin. <laughs> you can you can turn a microwave into a slow cooker if you set it high enough. That's right. And set if you duct tape for- the seams. It can stay in there overnight. So, and trust me, that stinks. <laughs> but again, then if someone smells that, they're like, well, I did bring in that like stinky case of Tic Tacs the other day that True. he puked about. That's right. Um, and my tip is um, uh, wear a name tag. Wear a name tag. Mm. Address everyone by their full name. No short forms, no nicknames. Um, and oh, yeah. Did way- you say you were Bones? No, and that's that? because of this tip. <laughs> Today, no nicknames. Well, listeners, uh, if you remember a few episodes back, you know what Steve not saying that his nickname is Bones means. Oh, right. It means oh, that sh- this is a horny day for you because saying the word Bones yeah, gets you so worked up. Right. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, in this scenario, what I'm saying is with all your coworkers, it's good to be on a first and last name basis. Why is that? Um, because first name, not quite formal enough, only last name, too much of a hockey bro thing. And both of them combined the perfect amount of, I know a lot of name with a Z at the end or an E. Yeah. Just like a, 
Toplitsky, you know what I mean? Like turn it into a funny well, little thing. Turn it, turning that into a hockey name would be Toplitsky C. <laughs> yes, right, 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 right. With yours, Cooksy, that works. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Dan Gans, the only person who does that. Shout out to Dan Gans. I know you're listening. <laughs> yeah, that's my tip. And of course, your next one is fart related. Uh, no, no, no. My fart. My next one is make stinky. <laughs> Which yes, it just so <laughs> happens to be about farting. <laughs> Uh, pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> funny to do. Yeah. Funny to hear. Uh, Not so funny to smell. No, no, no. My my tip is um, bringing a bringing a box of Timbits. That's good. That's good. Uh, all all old fashioned. All uh, four old fashioned, two birthday cake. <laughs> Sorry for the listener. For the listener, we're we're getting some messages from uh, our our upcoming guest saying, "Still here, just doing audio." <laughs> Which um, I would love to hear them like singing. <laughs> yeah. Which <laughs> just doing some audio. <laughs> Which leads into my final tip: um, let people hear you before they see you. Which is whether it be singing, whether it be shouting, whether it be your podcast, playing off your phone before you enter a room. They should already know who you are because people get easily startled, and especially in an office You're, setting. Yeah, a lot of your tips revolve around identification. Yeah, quickly identifying who you are and when you're coming and what kind of person you're going to be. I think that's super So what, what is your personal one? What, what will you let people hear? Oh, I like playing some Christmas music before I enter a room, no mm. matter what season. I think that it's the kind of joy that <laughs> brings people together before the uh, before the interactions even begun <laughs> is he hitting a bong <laughs> for the listener for the listener we got a message from the guest that said just just doing audio and then we heard a bunch of crinkling <laughs> which i think is <laughs> foley work yeah i'm just gonna ASMR. do some audio yeah <laughs> um yeah but speaking of our our guest steve yeah. Would you like to solve a murder? I do, and I want to do it with them. The victim, Michael, found dead in the forest. Today's guest, Corey Stanley, birdwatcher who found the body. Corey, hello. Hey there. Whoa. Uh, walking up to the mic. <laughs> I'm just oh, that kidding. Was the audio. Oh, that's good. Sorry yeah. to blow up your spot there, Corey. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, as you know, I, I do a little bit of Foley work, uh, and that's my main job, and um, oh. you know, my other job is uh, is birding. Yeah, for for those who don't know, uh, Foley is like when you um, when you redub sounds in movies. Like I always think of the classic, like uh, oh, if you need the sound of a bone breaking, the artist might break a piece of celery by the mic. Right. Yeah. Well, you're you're the expert. Maybe you can tell us a few uh, uh, tricks of the trade. I mean, what are some sounds that maybe people don't know? How they're made? Oh well, sure. Well, first, before I tell you, let me just take a let me take a drink from this uh, this cool glass of champagne oh, I've got. Uh, glug 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 glug. <laughs> just kidding. That's just a bottle of I uh, of I Island solution. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but you were really drinking it. Yeah, it it sounded really authentic and real, right? <laughs> it did sound like you were drinking champagne. Yeah, well, you know, I did go to college uh, for this for for six years. So, uh, yeah, some, some tips six-year program. Do you have like a yeah. master's? It's it's pretty intense. Like you know, it's you you, you get to work with. Uh, you know, with huge industry professionals like, you know, um, Jackson Roberts, you know, Dave who's Foley. done Foley on some really excellent movies. And, yeah. you know, of course, Stacy, Stacy Stan, Stanford, um, you know, she did she did uh, Foley on um, the two towers and Return of the King, but not the first one, though. Um, she's the one not who the first tower. <laughs> The the fellowship of the no no not the first tower, <laughs> she, so that was you and then she did all the sounds for the second tower. <laughs> yeah yeah no no she 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 actually um actually if you you know that scene where the uh, uh uh where they were like charging through the through the field with the 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 rohirrim uh, oh, yeah. and then you you know you hear like a couple of like you hear the horse go like clap 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 mm-hmm. that's her. She she created that sound. To be honest, that was really good what you just did right now. Oh, thank you. I mean, I could never be as good as as, as Stacy. Uh, you know, she and she really innovated Foley art 
um, with that particular sound effect. I mean, you don't want to know how she created it. Here's a cool industry tip. She took a bag of water and uh, just like a regular a, a gun and just slapped them together and boom, you got a, so She you, slapped you, a bag of water with a gun. Yeah, yeah, and that created the sound of the the horse's hooves trotting across <laughs> that field with the, the riders of, of Rowan. Wow. Um, she's really incredible. Is there anything that you've worked on that we might know of? Oh, yeah, absolutely, certainly. Uh, have you ever seen, you seen the movie Shang-Chi? Oh, the new movie. Yeah, yeah, Shang-Chi. I haven't seen it yet. It's still in theaters so, for listeners. Oh, okay, well... Uh, well, if you haven't seen it, you know it. You should go check it out because, you know, I, I did apprentice on that movie actually, and um, there's a there's a particular sound effect in there. Shang Chi is uh, walking into an elevator, and uh, he's got some his footsteps kind of going in there, and uh, clip clop clip clop. I, yep, that's that that's my work. <laughs> you got a small gun and a smaller bag of water. Oh no 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 no. Um, well, what I what I did for the footsteps Regular was size of both. Uh, I hired just basically like twenty uh, German migrant workers, um, and uh, I basically I fed them a nice big spaghetti dinner. And uh, what I did was I took like a regular just sort of you know um, a laptop speaker, and I just put it right in the center of the table while they were eating that spaghetti dinner. And then I got that sound, and then I what I did was I I put it in GarageBand, uh, I reversed it, I pitched it up, uh, and then uh, I you know I I set it to like, um, just you know absolutely ludicrous levels of volume, uh, and then twenty minutes before the film was to be complete, I shoved it into that scene, and boom, there you have it, footsteps into an elevator, Shang Chi. Wow, wow. That, that, and that's not even sorry. That's not even your passion. That's just your job. No, my passion uh, is that's not my passion. My passion is birding. <laughs> I, I love birding. I you mean, know, they they make rain. lovely sounds themselves. Mm. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they they're great. I mean, birds are are really just fast. You want to talk about foley? They're they're kind of like the nature's original foley artists. You know. I mean, have you ever, have you ever, have you heard, have you heard of a parrot? Mm-hmm. Have you heard of a parrot? Yeah, I, I think I have. Yeah, pirates' shoulders and all that. Yeah, yeah. Rainforest <laughs> cafe. Exactly. Yeah. So you know, parrots. The a lot of people don't know this, but the the thing that parrots do, they're like really special skill is they're really good at reproducing the sounds of other humans' speech. Did you know that? Did you know that? No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I knew that. Yeah, I, yeah. Oh, are you a birder? Uh, so neat. Yeah, no, I knew that this whole time. I was I was about to say it. Griffin's a bird guy. Oh, okay. Well, that's really that's good. I'm I'm really happy. So you're telling you know, me that more... they can they can sound like a person, a bird. Yeah, a you know, if you talk to bird. a parrot enough, it it'll it'll say exactly what you said back to it. You know. Um, it's really quite remarkable. And then there are other birds that, you know, they'll, they'll, I don't know if you know this, but sometimes they'll whistle nice tunes as you walk by them. Uh, yeah, I knew that. Yeah. Okay. Griffin's a huge bird guy. He knows all about this stuff. Okay. Well, that's, uh, you know, that's, that's, uh, you know, one of those inside tips you get when you, when you work in birding. Uh, well, what got work you in into it. bird watching <laughs> in the first place? What drew me to it? Yeah. Whew. Well, you know, that's a really good question. Thank you. Uh, I guess I was maybe about around five years old, and my dad took me uh, on a trip one day uh, to the woods. And, you know, we, we, spent, we spent like two days in the woods just foraging for ourselves and and you know, and and cooking, cooking what we could we could get. You know, he <laughs> managed to shoot a deer, and uh, and and we had deer for for supper one day. It was really great. Well, and anyway, wow. you know, an on the second trip for a five year old. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it it. My dad really believed in just imbuing in me the principles of of responsibility and respect of nature and that's something that i have absolutely always held fast to 
I've always held fast to that, you know, not, not like, not like Michael. Michael was just not a person who respected nature that much. But anyway, I digress. Uh, on the night of our second day, uh, I heard this really beautiful, uh, bird and, and it was making this, this nice little song. And I was like, Oh daddy, daddy, uh, daddy, what was that? And he said, well, it's a kookaburra. And I, mm. I was like, Oh, okay. That's interesting. I forgot to tell you, I grew up in Australia um, right, that's kookaburra. We can tell by your accent. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I, You're uh, welcome. I, I, you know, I, I, I work really hard to keep it, and um, yeah, you so work really been, hard. You know, You're struggling to keep it. I've been, well, I've been working very hard to to keep it. You know, it's hard to, you know, when you move to a new country, you lose mm. the accent that you had. You know, and thankfully, I've kept my Australian accent perfectly intact, <laughs> mate. Um, right, so you heard the song of the kookaburra in an old oak tree. Uh, yeah, yeah, in an old uh, an old oak tree, and uh, from then on, I knew that I just wanted to follow birds and their beautiful, beautiful songs because you know songs are nature, birds are nature, nature mm-hmm. is beautiful, and nature must not be disturbed upon penalty of death. <laughs> Well, so before we actually get to this death itself, I'm curious what birding actually entails. Like, are you going out there with a list of birds you want to see that day? Well, that's a really good question. You're really, really you. full of good questions today. <laughs> Almost too many. Um, so I'll try to well, cut back and throw some real we can ask some, things. We can <laughs> also ask some terrible questions, too. Oh, that's okay. I don't mind. How much money do you make? Oh, well, in Foley, uh, I don't make that much money because I'm mostly apprenticing. So, I, you know, I put away probably around 15000 a year, you know. Okay, but what about money, birding? I, the, the rest, you know, I, I make um, the rest of my income just basically off of OnlyFans. Um, oh. That sort of thing. But, like, you know, it's OnlyFans birding. You know, I, I don't. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, this is I, a genre I, I, don't do I had no idea. Right, existed. like you're naked uh, in the woods. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the best way to kind of greet nature is as your natural self. I mean, mm. do you not agree? Mm. So you feel uh, you feel that the birds feel more comfortable with you seeing you in your natural form as well. Absolutely. I, I mean, that's that's just how you're respectful. I mean, if I were to come into your house and and not take off my shoes and go straight to your kitchen and start slapping the cabinets and saying, this is stupid here. You know, that would be disrespectful <laughs> to your home, stupid right? stupid here? Yeah, it would be very disrespectful. <laughs> and you don't want to bring that energy into the home of the birds. Exactly, mm. right. I want to come in there and I want to respect their home. I want to take off my proverbial shoes and also my literal shoes and my pants and my underwear and yeah, just... your metaphorical shoes, which are your shirt and pants. Exactly. And just greet them as I am and say, hello, I'm your friend. Let's have a conversation. So to answer your earlier question, uh, Gryfine, uh, that is how I... Accent. That is how I bird. So you don't have a list. You don't have an end goal. It's more to feel mm-hmm. the day and see what comes. Basically, yeah, I just let nature whisper in my ear what I what I'm meant to do that day. And no. on the day of Michael's untimely demise, mm-hmm. uh, may he rest in peace, uh nature was telling me that I had to I had to obey it or else there would be consequences. Yeah, now guess... you mentioned uh that Michael was someone who didn't respect nature. Oh, he did not respect nature at all. No. How do you know Michael? Uh, we were uh, we grew up together uh, on um, in uh, Melbourne, Melbourne, mm. Australia. Crikey! Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, we used to uh, we used to go to the same school. You know, we used to hang out at the same uh, bodegas. <laughs> we used to, you know, we were we were pals. You know. Mm. And did that, did you fall apart at some point, or, or were you still friends to to this day, or rather his last day, I suppose? <sighs> well, you know, as you grow, 
Mm-hmm. You kind of grow apart from your friends. And, you know, we stayed friends up until high school. But then I went to my six-year Foley program, followed by the eight-year uh, journeyman uh, apprenticeship. And he, you know, went off to his own other college to study finance. Mm. And, you know, we kind of drifted apart. The, in, in, in fact... This trip was kind of a way for us to get closer together again, but I guess it just backfired. So, oh, so it was just the two of you out there in the woods. This was planned. It was just the two of us. Yes, we were going to like go on a trip just like the kind my father and I would go to. Ah, so you were looking to kill a deer. Not really. Oh, okay. Not really kill a deer. We, we just wanted to just reconnect with each other and ourselves and... Yeah, just get in touch with nature. So when is the last time you had seen him alive? Well, that's a really that's a really difficult question. Oh, oh I'm, I'm sorry. Not but I'm also sorry. a really good question, too. Hard. Um, okay, well, the last time I saw him alive was when he left the tent to go uh, to go follow that sound of that mysterious bird. There was a mysterious bird sound. Mm. There was. It was unlike any sound I or he had ever heard before. Can you and replicate day, it for us now? You're, you're a Foley artist. Yeah. You're the perfect person. What did it sound like? Oh, sure. Yeah. I, I think I, okay. I think I've got the resources around me to reproduce Gun. exactly what it sounds like. So let me Gun just. Gun in a bag? I'm just going to put things together. Give me one second. Okay. Where is my, uh, all right. There's my drumsticks. And there's my <laughs> drum bell <kit>. and my <laughs> Colt 45. Okay, here we go. It sounded like this. Help me! Help me! I'm not a bird! I'm not a bird! Help! Sort of like that, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you that's ever a bird heard if I before? ever heard one. Yeah, that sounds like a parrot. That sounds like a parrot for sure. Yeah, yeah, you know, I would think that too. Except, you know, we were we were in we were here in in um, in, in 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 Canada, and there are no parrots in Canada, really, like not in the wild. So you heard this sound uh, off in the distance. Uh, uh, help me, help me! I'm not a bird. I'm not a bird. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. is it is interesting because uh, let, let's say I'm I'm a person and I'm in need of like assistance or help I my can first thought that. my first thought isn't to clarify that I'm not a bird I'm not going help help I'm not a bird right what would you say you're not probably some kind of vehicle help help I'm not a truck yeah yeah that could be helpful no mm-hmm. one wants to see a truck on their day off well no one wants to see a truck in trouble either mm. overturned wheels spinning in the air you have to you have to write it no possible so mm. he hears he hears this noise and he he goes out of the tent into the darkness i'm assuming mm-hmm. is it mm-hmm. night mm-hmm. uh yeah it was nighttime actually it was it was it's a it was a time of a special time of the night that i actually call uh the the birding hour <laughs> and that's when all of the birds it's a, this is a theory of mine. It has not been proven scientifically, but I'm like 100% certain it's true. I read about it in a book where all of the birds of the forest get together uh, and convene within a clearing and they hold a parliament of fowls. Mm. And it's basically they all check in with each other. They, you know, they talk about in their bird languages, you know, how was your day? You know, and one bird might say, well, it was pretty good. You know, I I caught a worm and, you know, I fed it to my family. And another bird might say, well, that's really good. You know, today I flew away from a cat and then I took a nap and then I had some nice water in a bird bath. It's just a nice way for birds to kind of like have a, it's like, it's like the front stoop on a brownstone, you know, Mm -hmm. people get together on a brownstone in Melbourne, Australia and just like casually gab with each other right and so it was during this birding hour that that you heard this noise yeah it was very strange well maybe that's why they wanted to make clear that they weren't a bird because so many sounds at the time are from birding hour and they wanted to make clear this is just not some 
repetitive sound, this is a person. Mm. I didn't catch a worm. I didn't even want to. Help me. Help me. I don't eat worms. I'm a person. That's I an could... interesting theory. So you think that it wasn't a bird making that sound. Mm. It was mm. an human being. For now. But I'm easily swayed and gullible. Well, I mean, you know, you don't have to be swayed. I mean, I think you came up with a pretty a pretty solid theory, and I think we should follow it to its conclusion, maybe. Then we can find out the real murderer or the real reason he spontaneously died. Mm-hmm. Wow, that was uh, a wonderful way to take us to break. We'll be right back. <laughs> And we are back on the podcast Kill to Death. I'm here in person with Steve. Yeah, that's pretty effed. Um, that's pretty effed. We're here in your house. Uh, I can see the spot where a smoke detector should be. <laughs> that's true. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Did someone steal your smoke detector? Someone came in and took that. Uh, I can also see a book about birds. Oh, yeah, that's true. There's a field guide to birds of North America. It's a big old book. Uh, you'd love that, our guest today. Yeah, do you like that, Corey? Do you like that Steve has a bird book? In my opinion, birds should not be captured in a book. Steve, Interesting. you're bad. Okay, I should clarify. There are no actual birds in the book. Oh, it's not like a flower-pressing type of no, book? No, 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 no. The, the just pictures. Take only pictures. Leave only footprints. You left footprints on birds? <laughs> That's what it means, right? Well, no, in I my nature. humble opinion, someone trying to capture the beauty of a bird, whether it be as a drawing in one of those Audubon books or as a picture on a television screen, I think it is human folly to think that you can capture a bird's likeness because you can never capture all the beauty of it. Wow. Right. So why even try? Exactly. So, uh, what would you suggest for anyone who maybe can't make it out into the woods? Is there like a, a, a great describer of birds or something? Yeah, what about someone who like lives underground? Ah, yes. Um, I would suggest you still try to get out to the woods and check oh, okay. out Okay, so if you, if you can't do it, you should just try. <laughs> yeah, just try. <laughs> just try. The birds can fly in the sky and they can mimic our speech, and they just want to be our friends. They put in so much effort. Our friendship with the birds should not be so one-sided. It should be an equal friendship. We should walk into the woods naked and say, hello, how are you doing? Yes, exactly. I agree. Corey, while you share these views and you respect nature, your childhood friend Michael did not. That is correct. He was a rascal and a blatant capitalist, which I normally love, except in the case oh. of trying to in, of trying to tamper with nature, specifically birds. What would he do? That's an excellent question. Well, <laughs> man, I'm crushing it. He, he would go into the woods and he would look at a bird and go like, ooh, look at that. Look at that bird. What type of bird is that? And I would say what I believed the type of bird it would be. And then he would say, that would be a wonderful mascot for my my cheese company. Because he was a cheese, he owned a cheese company. Capitalist. And he was always looking for mascots and different flavors for his cheeses. And uh, it became fairly clear to me after a little bit that going on this trip was for him not a way to reconnect with me or himself or with nature, but a way for him to scout new marketing opportunities for his cheeses. The perfect bird mascot for his cheese company. Uh-huh. So you're, of course, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously you love capitalism, as you mentioned, but are you anti-bird as mascots then, like a Toucan Sam, for instance? Look, every so often, 
a bird can elevate a product and make me want to buy it. So I will eat Fruit Loops all the live long day because Toucan, Toucan Sam is on the box. However, when the product being sold is blatantly evil, like, a like cheese. cheese, exactly, I cannot stand for a bird's image being sullied. Right. <laughs> and also, birds hate being sullied. He killed them with his plane. Oh, that's good. That's good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I thought of a bird joke, too. Oh, um, there's no way it's beating that. I'm flying high. That's oh, oh, that's good, too. That's good, too. Um, maybe you can school us, Corey, on uh, bird humor, but I just thought of one, too. Um, <laughs> what do you call uh, someone... What do you call the uh, the monologue in the '90s when it's poking fun at celebrities? Mocking Jay. Hmm. Or really, it's Jay mocking. Interesting. Corey, do you have any? <laughs> yeah, Corey, what's the best bird joke you can come up with right now? Well, you know, <laughs> birds have a really good sense of humor about themselves, so I don't feel. Silly for making bird jokes. So here we go. How many birds does it take to screw in a light bulb? I don't know. How many? I don't know. It takes exactly two birds. One bird to screw in the light bulb and the other one to gently kiss the other bird in the cheek and say, good job. You you did a great job. And (laughs) now we can go back to our nest and make a life for ourselves. End okay, yeah, that joke. is funny. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. So, the last time you had seen Michael, you guys heard uh, a call out in the forest. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a, a help, help, I'm not a bird, I'm not a bird. This occurred during the birding hour, which is a theory you made up and isn't confirmed by anyone. Uh, That's actually, I think, I think you said you read it in a book as well but But not a bird book because you're against those Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. exactly yes (laughs) so this was during the birding hour when the birds get together and kind of review their day uh but there was another mysterious sound that was help help i'm not a bird michael goes out to investigate talk about when you actually come across his body in the woods right so michael went out to investigate and i waited 20 minutes he didn't come back I waited another 10 minutes. I said, Michael, are you there? And he didn't respond. So I got out of the tent and I went to the clearing where I imagined the Parliament of Fowls was going on. And there his body was just lying in the center of this clearing. And there were no birds to be found except for a single, a single capercaillie feather in his mouth. What kind of bird is that? A beautiful one. Oh, okay. okay. I can only imagine this gorgeous feather. Yes, well, it, you know, it was, it was white and it was about seven inches long. uh, And it was just, it was like right down his throat. And, you know, it was almost like a calling card. Mm. Mm. Or like he tried to eat a bird. Hmm. And we know he doesn't respect nature. No, he doesn't respect nature at all. In fact, if you respected nature, he wouldn't have, well, as your theory goes, tried to, what is it, eat a bird? (laughs) Oh, do you not know the concept of consuming something? Uh, No, I've eaten, I know how to eat. I I eat several things. I mean, I have lunch breaks at my job. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I, I know what pizza is. I know what <laughs> sandwich is. I know what a, <laughs> wow yogurt beverage is. I eat. Oh, Just I see, not a bird. It's held you're to not a, you're not aware of the concept that sometimes birds are used as food. Oh, oh that's so gross. Oh, don't say that. No, 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 no. Birds as food. As um, food. How often do you eat uh, chicken wings? I would I would never eat chicken wings. Just the mere thought is enough to make me wretch. 
Just the mere thought is enough to make me rich. Who Wh- the hell oh. was that? Uh, not me. Uh, it's not me. Wasn't, Wasn't me. me either. <laughs> no, now hang on. Hang on. That we, also, we all have very distinctive vocal registers. Mm-hmm. My, uh, Corey, yours is very deep. Yeah. Steve, you kind of got like like middle of the road, middle and then I'm like pack. Muppet. Sure. But there was a fourth one there. I'm like Muppet. <gasps> it's so beautiful. Look at that plumage. This is a this is a very colorful large bird. Yes, yes. Well, I I know exactly what type of bird this is. It is a uh, an arrow feathered parrot. Ah. Yeah, all the feathers are pointing in different directions. Mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. say that an arrow uh, feathered parrot its its feathers will point to a person who is telling a lie. <laughs> Lie, telling a- <gasps> well, good thing his feathers weren't pointing here. He just said sounds like a lie. As we all know, it's only if his feathers point at a person, that is the true indicator of a lie. Otherwise, when they speak, they're filthy liars. Oh, so it's like that riddle about the island where like half of everyone tells the truth. It's exactly like that riddle. Yes. Okay, uh, c- come on in here, boy. <laughs> Let's not go into that riddle at all. I-, I believe we all culturally know what that riddle is. Yeah, there's no need to dwell on the riddle that we all know and exactly <laughs> how it plays I mean, out and how to solve I it. I think I'll just recount it for everyone who's listening. Uh, the riddle where half of the people are lying, half of the people are telling truth. Uh, so basically, uh, one day, a little boy came to an island, and he ran into a person and said, Excuse me, where's the washroom? And that person said, it's over there. And he pointed to uh, a tar pit. And the boy went into the tar pit, and he sank in the tar pit, and he was dead. And the moral of the story is, don't believe half of what people say to you, because it's on that island. not true. Exactly. Don't go to that island where the people will point at a tar pit when you're just looking for a lavatory. Anyway, continue. Yeah, so this parrot is a lot like that situation. Uh, anyways, I, I I wanted to beckon it. Can it- Come here, boy. I'm not a human. Come here, boy. I'm not a human. Up. Oh. Uh, I think he must have mm. been there in the woods. How would he know that phrase? Otherwise. Well, I'm not sure because the phrase was I'm not a bird. <laughs> so I don't know how he would have known that. You're right. Interesting. <laughs> Maybe he heard that a different day. I'm not a bird. There we go. Okay. There we go. That, okay. okay, so oh. he will be helpful. He was a little confused. Okay, yeah. No, okay, I think well, he just has we... a lot of phrases in his head from years of listening to different <laughs> things speak. Regardless, yeah. uh, Corey, can you like use some kind of bird trick to get him in? I don't know if you well, need to uh, get frankly, naked or whatever. I find the only bird trick I know is to respect it as I respect all of nature. So I'm going to have to make an, frankly, uncomfortable request of both of you. You're both going to have to strip completely naked in order to approach this bird. Ah, uh, okay. I knew this was coming. And I'm going to have to do it too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah. I'm going to need you to take Easy off for your, Corey to uh, your mic no fear or t-shirt. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. going to take off my big t-shirt that that was the only thing I was wearing I'm take, and I'm uh, done. I'm going to take off my uh, wetsuit. S- yeah. Pretty funny, huh? Pretty funny visual of me in a wetsuit recording this. Sure, yeah. For the listener. Uh, you yeah, don't normally wear those at home. It's very funny, but it, it just doesn't make sense to me that you would also be wearing a Von Dutch hat with that wetsuit. I don't. Well, that's not possibly... a joke. That's my grandfather's. Oh, I see. That's my grandfather's, and he Corey, left, he left come that on. to me. He left that to me, and that does not come off. Jesus mm. Christ, man! All right, and I will take off this uh, this uh, nice little suit vest that I've got wearing on, and my my puffy sleeved shirt, and. Uh, I'm just going to be removing my pants and my jock strap. Wait, hang on. Back to me. Uh, I have to take off my Pope hat. All, All right, right, I come in. I'll come in. Oh, okay. <laughs> that did it. That did it. Didn't like the bit. <laughs> oh, he didn't care for all, all right. the things coming off. Well, okay. Steve started it. Well, now we're all naked, so obviously I guess he's comfortable enough. Yeah, sorry. What's your name, sir? Oh, Barrett. He doesn't have a name. <gasps> Barrett? I know this one. You know Barrett? <laughs> yes, Barrett the Parrot. He lives over 
uh, the house of Tom Scarrett. <laughs> Barrett sounds like what I'm doing after I took off my big Pope's hat. I don't, I don't understand. I'm not sure I do either. I'm bearing it. Oh, oh, I see. Like to mm. to grin and bear it. Uh, no, like uh, my ass. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, now I understand. Sorry. So this is like Barrett the ass. Barrett the parrot from. Did you say Tom's Garrett? No, uh, the house of Tom Scarrett. Tom Scarrett from Alien. Tom Scarrett's bird. Oh, you're Tom Scarrett's bird. That's right. For the for the listener, uh, Barrett, maybe you can explain what was Tom Scarrett in. <laughs> what was Tom Scarrett in? Sometimes he repeats. Oh, convenient. Sometimes he repeats. I guess. I guess That's all handy. of his phrases he's heard at some point or another. Well, I know he was an alien, and that is a movie that. Uh, one of my mentors actually did Foley on. Oh, the what s- what sounds? Oh, okay. Well, you know, you know that sound when um when they're basically um uh when Ripley vents the alien out into space and you mm-hmm. hear the door yeah uh, of the of Whoa. the shuttle craft sliding open. Yeah, yeah. So uh, my mentor actually created that sound. You want to know how he created it? Yes. Uh, so he uh, he basically um, he bought like a bowling ball and he put the bowling ball in his closet for like 20 years and then uh, he took it out after 20 years and then he played a game with it and he didn't really do very well at the game but that was intentional and then he took the bowling ball back home and he was like this is your fault. And then he took a gun and just shot the bowling ball uh, a couple times. And luckily, his wife was recording that moment on their uh, eight track that they had. And voila. Yeah, I remember uh, they shot Alien in 1959 and they had to wait a while for this Foley. Yes, that's why you can see Sigourney Weaver aging 20 years. (laughs) Because that scene was done after, after this bowling ball had <laughs> yeah. settled. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's why you know she starts the movie off as like a thirteen-year-old, uh, and then you know at the end of the movie she's thirty-three or whatever, thirty-two. Before we turn to you, Barrett, um, I am curious. So you find his body with a feather in its mouth. Hmm. Uh, was there any sign of how he actually died? Well, the only sign I could find that he that there was any struggle or whatever was uh, there was a full-on knife in his body, but that's Whoa. pretty ambiguous. And by uh, by in his body, do you mean like it was stabbed in, or do you mean you could see it like under his skin? Uh, it was it was like someone had stabbed him with it, so it was like coming out of his body and like directly in his heart. Wow, kind of like Alien, but it was a knife bursting through his chest. Oh, I guess it could yeah. have come from the other way, maybe. Yeah, it's like a reverse alien. Yeah. Yeah, reverse alien. Ironic death. <gasps> I guess. Yeah, yeah what? Ironic death. Yeah, can, Barrett, can you explain irony? Alien to our woods. Died like an alien. Oh, now that's interesting. Mm. Mm. Okay, mm-hmm. Like an intruder, I guess. Ah, intruder! Didn't respect the birds. Wait, Barrett. I thought you lived in Tom Skerritt's house. What? What? What do you mean by our woods? I join every day for the foul parliamentary. <gasps> Corey. <gasps> of course. All my research, which comprises me mainly just making something up in a tent, has <laughs> finally been proven. The Parliament of Fowls is real. Yeah, I messed up the name. <laughs> But that's what it is. We talk about our day. Oh, of course, of course. And and Barrett, you're saying it's an ironic death. He was an alien to your habitat, and he didn't respect the birds. It's very much, very ironic. <laughs> I'm yep, not really ironic adding anything, death. any new thoughts to this. I, I'm just just summarizing what we've already surmised. <laughs> oh, that's this podcast, man. So, lot, had a lot of money, can't take it with him. <gasps> Was he trying to pay one of the birds to be a mascot? 
Try to sell us all. Try to get us all. Said all is better than one. No deal. No deal. He wanted every bird to be the mascot. Yeah, that seems like that'd be bad. <laughs> that seems like that'd be bad for the company. Wow. Didn't make sense. We killed him. <laughs> okay. Well, there you have it, I guess. I see. <laughs> I guess uh, we've got we've got the solution the solution going on. <laughs> Respect the birds. Gotta go home and tuck in Tom. <laughs> okay. Did you take care of him. I'm like a wart. I'm his nurse. Goodbye. Oh. Bye, Barrett. Wait, wait, wait. Before you go, Corey, is there anything you've always wanted to ask a bird? You've dedicated so much of your life to this. And now you're actually communicating with one. Oh, sure. Yeah, I've never... Okay, um, let me think. Just give me a sec. Um, okay, Corey, what is one thing that you've always wanted to ask a bird? What is a burning I question? I ask most of the guests this. Okay. Um, okay. Here we go. Um, so Barrett, um, is uh, there life after death? Shit. No, not that question. Um, Excellent uh, question. Don't know. Goodbye. But, oh, he's gone. Oh, no way. He only got no, one. I have so many more questions to ask. Please, don't, don't fly away. No, no, Barrett, come back. Come uh, back. At least you know where he lives. Oh yeah, you can go find <laughs> him anytime. You know where Tom Skerritt lives? Probably L.A. Is he still is he still alive? I don't know because I don't know who he is. He's alive. <laughs> you said you so offended. Said, also, kind of sneaky. No, he's alive. Wasn't he? Wasn't he in that? Didn't he play the the? Didn't he play? Wasn't he in that movie, Shang Chi? Was he? I I've only heard of the elevator scene. Oh, oh, you know what? No, no, no. Wasn't he? Wasn't he in that movie? Um. You know, with Lady Gaga, uh, what is it, uh, Star is Born? Was he in Star is Born? Yeah, didn't he play the part that Lady of, of Lady Gaga? <laughs> <laughs> All right, now now I can... You, uh, you know you don't read much. Maybe you're not uh, reading more blurred books, but uh, sorry. He was not Lady Gaga. Mm. We have to look into this, unfortunately. Well, we might have a second death on our hands. Oh, yeah, next mm. episode we can do Tom Skerritt. But can for I now, come? sorry. <laughs> can I come? <laughs> yes, please. You're more you than welcome. Come. Yeah. Am I the third host of his podcast now? Is that the, is that what happens? <laughs> yeah, we'd love to have you back every week. Oh, good. Can I have? Can I have? Uh, can I have Corey's birding hour as part of a feature on the <laughs> yeah. podcast? Part of it. In the middle, we'll t- after about thirty minutes, we'll do Corey's birding hour, and then we'll go back and do the other thirty minutes of Killed to Death. Oh, good. Good, 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 good. I'm really happy. I'm really happy you said that. <laughs> what would you fill your your hour with? I mean, obviously talking birds, but uh, do you have any segments or any ideas? Exciting. Oh, I've got many ideas for segment segments. Um, so one idea for a segment Better is not called... Say just talk about pop culture and life. Yeah, yeah. Well, what one segment idea is, uh, is this bird sexy or just trying too hard? Uh, and basically, I'll just be talking about birds that I think are either sexy or trying too hard. And then another segment idea I have is called uh, "What does it? What does? Uh, what does a uh, uh, it feel like to kiss a bird?" Uh, and basically, I'll uh, invite a bird onto the podcast, and I'll kiss. We'll we'll kiss, and then I'll basically do a review of what that's like. And, Every episode, uh, and you'll call it "What is it like to kiss a bird?" But after the first episode, you already know you're just trying different birds. But there are so many birds; they all—I'm sure—they all taste different, and from a kissing sense, not an eating sense. No, that'd be yucky. No. Well, for this specific episode, mm-hmm. it sounds like we do know. What happened to Michael? He yeah. tried to purchase every bird as mascot for his cheese. That's company. right. They killed him. They didn't, he didn't respect them. He didn't respect them, and he paid the price. The ultimate price. They a knife. Stabbed him once and put a feather in his mouth. As a calling card. Yeah. Uh, bird calling card. I think that wraps up another successful episode of Killed to Death. Yeah, we did it. That's three. <laughs> I would like to thank Zach Aaron for our theme song, uh, as well as Brady Schumer for our art. 
if you like Kill to Death podcast and you're a listener or <laughs> anyone, <laughs> if you I like, don't think anyone's both. <laughs> it's, it would be impossible to be both. Uh, if you like Kill to Death podcast and you haven't heard an episode, please like right. on Instagram Kill to Death podcast or on Twitter K two D Pod. If you have a suggestion for a murder, mm-hmm. you can email killtodeathpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, that is it for me. We turn now to Corey. Corey, is there anything you'd like people to check out? Yeah. If awesome. you uh, if you like me, really like birds, I invite you to go to www.birdsareawesome.geocities dot xxx uh or if you you know if you're looking for maybe a bit of a chuckle uh on on the internet why don't you visit the twitter account of brandon hackett at brandon hackett on twitter so it really depends uh, what you're in the mood for yeah one of those two things <laughs> uh steve i always I don't know why I always throw to you in the plug section after the guest, but uh, do you have anything to plug? Oh, I don't have anything to plug, uh, but I'm excited for uh, Corey next week, and everyone uh, stay tuned for this segment, because uh, next week we're going to find out what it's like to kiss a bird. And if a bird is sexy or trying too hard. That's right. Mm-hmm. For a full hour, just those two back and forth. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. So uh, stick around, keep listening. Uh, we love you, and you are our favorite people. And and keep your sticks on the ice. Kill to Death is produced and recorded by Steve Cook and Griffin Toplitsky and is a proud part of the Sonar Network. Music by Zach Aaron. Art by Brady Schumer. Special thanks to Mike Mangiardi, Katie Lure, and Tom Shank. Please follow and like Kill to Death wherever you can so the boys know how to value their worth as human beings. has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.